And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star or two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a very special friend of the pod and also my co-host on Movie Deja Vu. It's Shady, everyone. Hi. Hi, Shady. I'm, I'm back. You're back. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Was the last one Swiss Army Man? Uh, no, your last one was give me two seconds eurovision song contest the story of fire saga with lauren gismondi yeah and and yes i spent a better part of today figuring out how many (laughs) who did what episode and like compiling down like a number so (laughs) uh i couldn't remember because we also did eurovision song contest the story of fire saga for the other podcast so i think that kind of even though that was like a year apart, it kind of blended. It blended, yeah. And this is your eighth appearance on Life's But a Song, by the way. Ooh. Yes, yes. And if anyone else is interested, I have a, a, a tally started. So maybe I'll sprinkle that in when uh, when it's like the next time Jason comes back or something. Yeah. But Jason's probably your most recurrent guest, right? Him and Lauren are. Okay. I think oh, they're tied. Yeah. Okay but we're here today talk about i'm so happy so this is yet another how did this get made movie that (laughs) i watched because they were obsessed with it it's called miami connection now i don't know what year it came out because imdb is telling me two different things it's saying 87 and 88 which is a great yeah so 88 perfect year 87 not such a great year because the two greatest people on earth didn't exist yet so we're gonna say 88 just be (laughs) just because right uh the screenplay is by joseph diamond i mean i believe that's how you pronounce it diamond diamond i spelt it wrong i spelt it wrong okay fucking outline i was gonna say i thought it was just diamond and then i looked at your nope i'm an idiot (laughs) it's diamond uh story by uh richard park whose real name is wusang park and yk kim directed by richard park wusang park and yk kim uh i didn't include the uh who wrote the music and lyrics because it's different per song and according to IMDb, I almost didn't send this send the outline to you because I wanted to surprise you with this. So I don't know if you actually read the outline or not, but for those of you who it, haven't... I read it like hours two ago. hours ago, yeah. So for those of you who haven't perused the Miami Connection page on IMDb, <laughs> their summary is a martial arts rock band goes up against a band of motorcycle ninjas who have tightened their grip on Florida's na- narcotics trade. That's what we watched. <laughs> Can I just say also, my favorite is, you. Um, I love it sometimes whenever, you know, my guests are pick, a, pick a movie and they, sometimes they're a little unsure about it. And you were just like, 
do you consider Miami Connection a musical movie? And I was like, do you want to cover it on here? And you went, yes. And I was like, great, well, let's do it. Right. Um, I'm surprised that there are only seven songs credited for the movie. Right. And one of them is really only played in the universe of the movie. All the other ones, all the other ones are weird is it yeah, diegetic is uh, diegetic the one where it's like we're listening to it but the people in the movie can't hear the music that's non-diegetic non-diegetic it diegetic it exists in the universe that the characters inhabit. it i always get them confused i know so, no, it's it's not like a great word that we ever use it in any other context except when we're podcasting right <laughs> uh so but the weird thing about i want to say three of the songs is that mm-hmm. they're non-diegetic, but like they describe everything that just happened. Yeah, but also there's like one song I think that is diegetic because it's a song that they perform at mm-hmm. the club that foreshadows what they're going to be doing. Oh yes, oh yes. So we're, you're talking about the song Friends, which is written by Angelo Janati and Kathy Collier. Okay, I was actually referring to Against the Ninja because at that point in the movie they have not fought the ninjas yet. Uh, oh wait, is that also played in in universe? Yes, it is. They both are. Okay, so I lied, everyone. There's two <laughs> songs that are diegetic, but like the it's other five, virtually are. it's virtually exactly the same scene. Like it's exactly the same. The way they're shot, the way they're they're used in the movie. It's weird that it's not just the same show. The only reason you can tell that it's supposed to be two different nights is that uh, Jane is wearing black when they're playing Friends and she's wearing white when they're playing against the ninja. And I feel like YK Kim is wearing something different. Although it also feels like YK Kim didn't go to like musical boot camp. Like, you know how a lot of these movies, when they're actors <laughs> playing instruments, they are taught how to, like, properly hold it and, like, yeah. maybe strum a guitar? Like, like Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Like, I mean, and the rest of the band members, I believed, w- are playing instruments. Yeah, the drums and keyboards, especially drums, because that's hard to fake. That looks pretty good. Uh the guy who played Tom, who I think is Angelo Giannotti, who wrote some of the songs. You're he, correct. Okay. If I'm and, pretty sure he was actually a musician. The rest of them were Taekwondo students or... Or actors or something. Because right. I think... Uh, what's his name? Jim? Jim! I think Jim... I think Jim is just an actor. Okay. Because if you notice, him, Jim and Tom are like the only two that like really don't fight yeah they uh they get beat up a lot (laughs) or they're just not part of the fight they're not right like there's that whole weird training on the quad sequence where it's three of the five training for like six minutes completely uncut (laughs) and then and then they and then they plan their world tour yeah yeah uh, but oh my god Jim and Tom aren't there that scene though them planning the world tour <laughs> I I need to see it live and just like you know random people playing the parts I, I would 
I would pay good money to sit down and watch like two hours worth of people doing just that one scene over and over again but like switching it up making different choices you know um (laughs) playing different characters it is insane uh to kind of go back for a little bit Kathy Collier okay Jane okay that makes sense so it's interesting they were the musicians of the group I'm assuming yeah it's it, the, Jim yes. was the quote-unquote actor which is why he gets the big drama storyline oh my god his other monologue when he <laughs> talks about <laughs> when he's crying after like getting the note that like he may have found his dad not the solidifying one the right. first one where where his pants are unbuttoned where his pants are unbuttoned <laughs> everyone but YK Kim is not wearing a shirt in right. that scene YK Kim is the only guy that I think wears clothes the whole time <laughs> I think you're correct and I think that might have been to hide the fact that he was supposedly playing a college student but was definitely like 35 no he was 30 when they filmed it oh, I looked okay. it up according to his IMDb page he was born in 1956 so if this okay. movie came out 87 88 you figure maybe they filmed it in like 86 87 so he's 30 okay 30 my my apologies to mr yk kim who by the way i do think is like one of the coolest people on the planet just for making this movie i mean if you also told me that this like i know i i know that like it's kind of a passion project and like i read on imdb that yk kim and wusang park met on like a korean talk show and they were and they were like, let's make a movie together. Oh. So it's kind of it's kind of passion projecty. But like also, yeah. if you told me that this was like a senior thesis project for like a, a stunt class in an mm-hmm. act, in like a film school, I would also believe you. It was a very big film school energy with this movie uh there's very big nobody's actually taught us how to make a movie and we're just gonna try to figure it out energy yes Yes. which has its charms I it has its charms I don't want to like say that like that's a negative thing you know what I really wanted this movie to be so we've already covered this movie so I'm going and I know (laughs) I made you watch this one too um (laughs) And and I did watch this other movie first, so I love it more than I do Miami Connection. But I wish it gave more of Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Yeah. Oh, can I just say, first of all, this is the reason I texted you was because off your recommendation, I watched Voyage of the Rock Aliens and I watched it on Tubi. And the next movie that came up in the queue because Tubi does Miami like autoplay was Miami Connection. I was like, oh my God, I haven't watched. I mean, I say I haven't watched it in years. It's probably been three years. I mean, this I I, I first watched it like a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I watched it like, I don't and- know birth movies death was still a thing but that was like like immediately pre-pandemic it was not that long ago but like after watching voyage of the rock aliens i was just like i miss we're missing something because like yes we hear about this we see this other band that gets fired from the club or whatever and boy are they 
boy are they angry about they are so mad there are no other clubs in orlando yeah well because you know we're in miami for all of seven minutes at the beginning of the movie (laughs) and then the rest of it we're in orlando right it's like specifically at ucf which is orlando nowhere near miami yes so (laughs) i kind of wish though that there was like a battle of the bands or yeah, at least that we got to see cool. this other band perform. Right. Especially, like, because the argument they have with, I guess it's the club owner. Uh, where Before they start just, fighting? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where they're both coming in at, like, 11. Uh-huh. Like, there is no progression to that fight. They're just both immediately angry at each other for existing. Um, and he keeps saying like this is kitty music and the other guy's going like you make music for old people and I want to know what does the old people music sound like when the kitty music is friends for eternity loyalty honesty yeah it's like synth popping away right yeah (laughs) um I have no idea but I would love I would have I would have loved to see them do like a you know a, yeah. a a song off and then just like taekwondo each other in the afterwards you know <laughs> fight, it's fight a each other. Mis- yeah it's a gem in the holograms level missed opportunity which no one has picked that movie yet and i'm i may i may be holding off on that one so okay i i would volunteer to do it but we've already done it on the other pod so i don't yeah. know yeah <laughs> Yeah, and that's that would be. And that's the only reason why you come on here is to cut to talk about movies that we can't think of what it would compare to. <laughs> yeah. I see you. I know what you're doing. <laughs> hello, Swiss Army Man. Hello, Swiss Army Man. And hello, Miami Connection. Um oh my God. There's so much to talk about this movie. Um, and I'm Which, sorry if we don't get everything. <laughs> yeah. No, I have a question for you. Does it very much feel like the first half of this movie qualifies as a musical, but the second half does not qualify as a musical at yes. all? Yes. Okay. And that's great. one and that's like the downside because I was just like, oh, you know, it would um we hear the f- song Friends for twice in the movie. And I was like, okay, what but why for? Uh because one of them is when they're playing at the club and that's when they're like hired to be there. And then the other one was at the beach, which why are we at the beach? (laughs) To show off all the babes in bikinis. Is it for Tom to like roll around on those women for like a too long of a time? (laughs) I think it's that. I think it's like, they're really like, no, 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 trust us. These guys are hetero. They are, they are bros. They are not anything more (laughs) like they were like we really gotta because we only thought to give one of them a girlfriend and like just barely just barely who and they can't they don't know how to kiss they don't oh my god it's so that's the worst part of the movie for me i have to look away like even even like as two people kissing not like because i know i know when when you're kissing on film like there's there's like an art form to it because you know you have to make sure you're both in the in the frame and there's great lighting and this and that and it's it's very like stressful in a way but like they were they weren't even just like kissing in real life it was like weird (laughs) yeah it was like it was like they met each other that day 
and were immediately uh-huh. like, all right, rolling and action. And they had to make out before they'd even like introduce themselves to each other. I feel it like was very I feel like I mean, maybe they met each other doing the scene after um white Mark, who is YK Kim's character's name, murders Jeff. Straight up murders Jeff. But John is blamed for it. And Jane is like, oh my God, these names are insane as well. I know, I know. I was going to bring that up later. Um, And Jane is just like, it's cool. My brother's dead. It's fine. And then- I feel like they had to write early on in the movie that she didn't really like her brother that much just so that it wasn't weird that she was like, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And- can I, uh, the other, uh, a, a great thing about this movie is that everyone's like at a hundred, you know, no oh, one, it doesn't feel like anyone's time. phoning it in. Nope. Even they're all, they're trying. They're like, we're yes. not professional actors, but we're going to do it. And, you know, the Taekwondo is just, just a little lackluster. <laughs> My favorite is in the training montage at, towards the end, YK Kim does a kick where he like flails his leg a few times before he lands it onto Tom. You know what I'm talking? I'm doing yeah, a visual exactly for you. So it's yeah. like, bop, 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 bop. And you're just like, yeah. it's like spot, all that... spot, spot, hit. Yeah. Was all this necessary? <laughs> Although also, I did like, it, it is a training montage. So like, I'll give them that, that they're not actually trying to beat each other up. They're just like refining their skills. But like practically in a real fight, you can't do that because the other guy's going to take you out while you're still spotting. Oh no, they don't. <laughs> well, they don't. According to this movie, they don't. <laughs> they're, it's, it, it, mm, 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 mm. you can definitely, yeah. you can definitely be like, okay, and then, one, two, punch, kick, yeah. and then and and then yeah. it kind of reminded me. Go with me on this uh, uh, simile. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of the beginning of Mortal Kombat, where Johnny Cage is just like, "You fall down now," <laughs> or yeah, no, or when you're a kid playing like cops and robbers or something like that and then you're like i shot you you're dead oh no you know yeah and then the other kid's like no i was wearing a bulletproof vest the whole time right yeah 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 yes. yeah um you were that kid no, weren't you a little bit yeah <laughs> it's yes anding john it's <laughs> yes anding. It was the thing i knew about um like the taekwondo skills are there they're very evident that these people are very skilled at it the problem is the choreography is not there. It's, it's not choreographed like people who are actually fighting. It's choreographed by people who theoretically know how to fight, but are just like sparring for fun. But I think it's also like they don't know how to make a movie to go back. Yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. Because like really mostly it. There's there's fighting in a dojo uh, mm-hmm. in real life. Then there's um, you know a real fight. You know, you can learn that you can learn the moves and everything. But when you're in a real fight, you're just like, ah, I'm gonna yeah. flail around and it's gonna look ugly. But then yeah, when you're prison rules, you know, 
Right. But then when you're filming a fight, you want it to still look entertaining in a way. Yeah, you do like certain flourishes. You make sure it's staged in such a way so that it looks like you're connecting even when you're not connecting. Like it looks like you're actually hitting a guy in the face, even if you're just faking it. Yes. And they didn't really angle it the right way. No. <laughs> so you tell that they're just missing each other all the time. Or they're hitting each other. Cause they're right. And it's like actually hurting them. <laughs> or there's a, like actually like there's a moment in one of the rumbles, I think it's the train yard one, where YK Kim is, you know, beating up all the bad guys one by one as as they do. And <laughs> One of the guys like lands a kick on him and he doesn't react, but like he definitely, this, this goon definitely hits YK Kim. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I think okay. I know what you're talking about, but it's yeah. like, it would have like, if it's what I'm thinking about, it like glances him where it connects, but it's like also like clearly not strong enough that he should have fallen down. But like, if we're still film fighting, that's right. like, that's like you know oh my ears oh no I'm now like I can't hear anything because it like <laughs> hits the neck by the ear I think and right, yeah. he should have been and knocked out for like a little bit or a little date right the rule of drama is that like it would have been something that for just a minute the audience is like oh no oh he's okay mm-hmm. instead of just like oh I guess that that little hit happened that wasn't supposed to happen Oh my god! And then you know, I I, I love Jeff in this movie. <laughs> Jeff is my favorite. I fucking love him. Um, like a friend. He I I I just wrote down Jeff is coming out strong to John. You know, like when they first meet, he's just it's, like at at seven thousand. Yeah, he's like pure hatred on site. <laughs> And it's it's weird because it's the type of thing where if this were a movie where the characters had chemistry with each other, I'd be like, oh, Jeff is in love with his own sister. But instead, they don't have any chemistry with each other. So I'm just like, oh, Jeff is just like weirdly jealous for no reason. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I think one of the members of uh, Dragon Sound or Sound Dragon. What is it? Sound Dragon. Dragon Sound. Dragon Sound. <laughs> I, th- I think one of them, and I don't know which one, it might be YK Kim, but like one of them has a crush on at least one other member of the band. Yeah, no, there is. They're all, they, they're all gay for each other. Let's be real here. They're all super gay. That's why they needed the beach scene. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, don't worry. These guys like chicks yeah yeah look look at him he's rolling over boobies yeah he's loving it it's definitely not just there for compulsory heterosexuality no no (laughs) not at all um so but okay i just want to mention real quick you had mentioned the names earlier but can we stop and appreciate the fact that in just the core like main characters we have a jane a john a jim a jeff and a joe and then there's mark and yoshito yeah and tom and tom so 
we've got a bunch of one syllable names, most of which start with J. Mm-hmm. Yes. Except, uh, except and, for Yoshido. Yoshido is the only one yeah. that has multiple syllables in his name. Yeah. And I guess it's to, just because they're like, well, he's the head of the ninja clan, the ninja gang. So he's got to have a Japanese sounding name. Why didn't he have a song? That's a great question. There should have been so many more songs. Like go full musical fantasy. Oh my God. Yeah. Can somebody remake this movie and just go full musical fantasy? But like you have to do the same level of acting. Right. No, the acting, the editing, the like, the don't change the script. Don't change the right. script. Keep the acting at shot the for shot. Shot remake. for shot. But like throw in like three more songs. Right. Just so just so we can really justify this movie being on my podcast. <laughs> it is about a band. It's very important that they're in a band. I mean, there are two bands, technically, because there's the there's the old man band. And the old man band hires Jeff to kill Dragon Sound. Uh-huh. And then because they want this gig at the club, but then they're like, oh, all the money we make, we'll give to you. So yeah. they're not even in it for the money. And so they're, they're somewhere else. And they're like, it, the the bad guys are just like super bad. Yeah, like, um, they, like they're like, cocaine dealers. No, oh, duh, oh, stupid well, cocaine. It's stupid cocaine. First of all, I I wait. Did I? What did I write down? Because I wrote I wrote a question down. Um, is that guy testing the cocaine in the beginning, licking the budget of this movie? <laughs> like, is yeah. that is that really what fueled this movie? <laughs> that that cocaine that was real cocaine, probably. But like, dragons. I, I have drag- nothing factually to back that up, but like, there is no other explanation. But like, dragon sound is. Is not like fighting them by any means. They're just like, uh, yeah, you're all like evil and everything, but like we will work with you to like figure this shit out. Yeah, it's so this is a movie that I've seen. Okay, so I watched it today. I watched it a couple weeks ago, which is when I texted you about it, and I've seen it once before that. So three times I've seen this movie. Okay. And every single time I feel like I just missed a scene explaining why the ninjas hate dragon sound so much because of uh, doesn't jeff 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 and yoshido right yeah so jeff doesn't like john because he's dating jane and yoshido doesn't like them because he's like well he's my best bro so whoever he's got beef with i got beef with but it feels like but are you taking that to the level of homicide well, I mean, I you know, that. at at the night rumble in the woods when uh, <laughs> Jim gets slashed across the chest, uh, YK Kim and John like just straight up kill everyone. Yeah, they sure do. They go on a real rampage. Because like in the train rumble, they're knocking them out. They're not mm-hmm. killing them. Maybe YK Kim kills somebody. I don't remember. But like definitely in the swamp no they're like they're hungry for blood they are murdering and then like 
you know, John gets slashed across the back. Nothing happens to YK Kim. <laughs> right. Well, he's like Vin he... Diesel. He's the Vin yeah. Diesel of this movie. <laughs> yes. He he can't lose a fight. Yeah. And nobody can <laughs> land a punch on Jam. Yeah. Oh man, that's so true. That's a good, good comparison. So speaking of this end battle, um, can I can I spoil do you know what I'm gonna say? Do you know? I okay. don't know. Okay, so this is like this is a spoiler from the IMDB trivia, but like if you listen to the How Did This Get Made episode, they do talk about this. And I'm going to read it verbatim. I'm not I'm not altering, I'm not changing. And I okay. really am excited to hear and see your reaction to this. So let's go. Okay. In the original version, Jim dies at the end on the way to the hospital. However, oh however, when the film was screened at Cannes in 1987. YK Kim was told by all potential distributors that the ending was a downer. Director Wu Sang Park had already returned to Korea, so Kim himself reshot the ending. The final fight between Mark and Yoshida was added, but Si Joe? I don't know. Uh, was unavailable, so Yoshida was played by William Urgel instead. So how much of that did I just blow your mind? Okay, so the con, 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 yes, con, yes, in France, yes, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, incredible, uh-huh. incredible. I my admiration for this movie has just it was already at like an all time high. It's shot through the roof now. Incredible. Uh, the ambition behind this is, is something we should all strive for, but also. So YK Kim directed all of that. Yeah. Uh, but like, if you really watch, when you watch the movie though, he's not credited as directing. Yeah. I mean, he must've, I mean, it's not a guild certified movie anyway. So there's not like a DGA thing there, but like, great. <laughs> I don't even know where, I don't even know. Um, I did suspect that, like, just given the way that it's shot and then slapped together at the end, I suspected that Jim was originally supposed to die. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason afterwards, they were like, no, we should we should throw in a final scene that shows that he survived. And for because... whatever reason, Tom is not at the hospital. Poor Tom. <laughs> so uh, you said William Urgel played Yoshido in that? in that one fight scene okay. so he donned the, the white who, okay that's the actor who played jeff right let me find out for you i don't know okay. the answer to that right right of the top that of my head. name seems very familiar he played jeff okay so okay so now that's but like cool. now i'm on the wikipedia page and uh-huh. it doesn't mention con okay um did it just did they just screen it at a theater near con like like technically in the city of con but not the festival i have no idea to tell you the truth oh wait during uh i'm not seeing anything on the wikipedia page so hold on this is incredible i'm gonna have to do research on the con 1987 1987 do you also 88 
just in case. Okay. Well, because I, 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 I'm seeing here in August 1988, it was released in eight theaters in Greater Orlando. Uh, it was also screened in Daytona Beach and Melbourne, Florida. And it also opened in West Germany. Oh. And then it was, it was panned. It didn't make, the film cost about a million dollars and it bankrupted Kim. And then um, it disappeared from, you know, from the world. And then in 2009, yeah. A programmer at Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas, found a print of this on eBay for like fifty bucks, and wow. then he screened it, and it became a cult classic. And then it, it it got to the point where like, you know, they were calling YK Kim to be like, "Hey, this is going to be a thing," and everything. And he thought that they were joking. And yeah, see that I've heard. I've heard yeah. like uh, that was like got, what got me interested in the movie was that it was like a mostly forgotten movie that Alamo Draft House found and bought the print for and we're like we're going to distribute this we're going to put this on DVD and sell it and actually distribute it and I remember hearing that they called YK Kim and he thought they were pranking him yeah and then um, which is really kind of sad so from like 1988 to 2009 this movie just disappeared from existence Wow. Um, and then uh, after that, you know, they were doing a whole thing where it was becoming like a cult classic. It was on Riff Tracks in 2015. Um, it, then uh, in 2017, How Did This Get Made on it? And then in 2022, Life's But a Song is covering it. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Ha, yeah, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, I did, by the way, I did Google Khan, 1987 Miami connection and according to Entertainment Weekly um, it's an article called Miami Connection Ninjas Cocaine and Synth Rock by Clark Collis which was um, from 2012 and they say that yes he indeed YK Kim rented out a screen at Khan and screened this movie hoping to find a distributor so you is know, this what? Of, and in 2009 he did is this official selection of Khan? can we say that is that a thing is that how it sure. works <laughs> uh no but i'm gonna say yes because i like, would love for this to be a, an official selection i mean I, I don't think it's gonna win the palm d'or i don't know it's not, no it, no <laughs> it, it, it wins the, distributors it wins the Palme d'Or in my heart, though. The same. Moi aussi, which oh is French for me, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what else is really interesting? What's that? I just thought of this while we were talking. It would have been really fascinating if, like, all the grunts, kicking, and punching noises made a song. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> that would be incredible. Because everyone is hi-yahing every every punch and everything. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this, uh, like like we said before, the second half of this movie does not constitute a musical whatsoever unless you count fight scenes as dance scenes because they're both choreographed. 
sure sure shady <laughs> i've been the rules for you so many times on this podcast i'm just gonna agree yes <laughs> i mean i'm not saying that it is but like i'm not for, saying that that's what i think for a movie that's about a band mm-hmm. there's not a lot of singing because it's kind of evident that they one of them one of them was experienced in music at all i and i was even looking at their the soundtrack and he's not even singing oh wow he's it's okay so um uh which one which which one do we want to do friends forever friends yeah okay so friends um that song is stuck in my head all the time so according to the imdb of the soundtrack mm-hmm. friends was written by angelo and kathy the vocals are by kathy guitar and lead guitar are by kathy and angelo oh so That's kathy it. plays guitar but they have her character just standing up on stage and clapping doing doing the the white person two-step yes yeah um in- incredible because there are two actors in this movie who are very bad at air guitar and they could have just had her air guitar instead and she would have known what to do i feel like john was pretty decent at it he wasn't great no but like- there are there are some shots where he's just like not holding the neck of the guitar correctly some of them he is so it like depends but like he's but better than YK it, Kim yeah YK Kim doesn't have the strap around his shoulder by it in the first song in the first time we see yeah. him <laughs> also during the show he does taekwondo and at some point at one point he's like holding Jim's nose with his toes uh-huh which is a kind of it's incredibly impressive but also, why? You know, it'd have been great if the training montage either was like presented during Friends, you know, like he was doing a a, a montage of like a yeah. demonstration during Friends, which he kind of does, but yeah. like, you know, full like blown demonstration. It, yeah. If it was like actually like an, do you mean like an intercut between those two scenes? No, or like, no, oh, okay. like he's like fully at the, the club okay. doing. Cause don't don't give him a guitar. Don't give him a guitar. <laughs> but then also, uh, during the training montage, like the actual training montage, if we're keeping this in this remake that we're doing, um, <laughs> Tom and Jim, who are we can justify them not being part of the training montage because they are dicking around, making music, you know, playing. Because uh, Tom does write a song, and that that he's like, yeah, we're gonna have Jim try it out. So like that could have happened like it could have been cutting between the two of them where it's like you see uh, Jim at the keyboard and Tom strumming a guitar and then they're singing and it I don't know I just want more song that's it yeah. that's all I ask for I don't ask for yeah. much on this podcast except for more songs <laughs> it should have been a full-blown musical or at least like like hearts beat loud where there's more music in mm-hmm. it but it, it doesn't have to be a musical just yeah. like more like make it more about like justify why they're in a band in the first place because right. we get those two performance sequences and then otherwise it's like 
but why are they a band? And then also like that other band, the old yeah. man band, like uh, show us the music that they're doing that that's why they're bad. Right. Um, one more thing before we get to Sharp and Flat, uh, Wusing Park has a cameo in the movie. He plays the uncle. Oh, that makes sense. At the restaurant. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Who has to beat up the, the guys who walk out without paying. And it's like, all right, well, that's justifiable to kick their ass. Right. Yeah, no, everybody in this movie in the Orlando area is a certified minimum brown belt in taekwondo i don't know <laughs> if they use the same belt system as karate but <laughs> and just remember only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace well, thank you after this movie that is 80 percent violence uh-huh after they the solve s- all of their problems by fighting after yk kim and and john murder all the ninjas in the swamp Right. Yes. Right. And then Jim finally reunites with his father, who is clearly a 30 year old man with baby powder in his Not hair. Not even 30. I want to say he's like 16. I think he might be younger than everyone else in this movie. Yes. Yes. Because they're all supposed to be college age. Yeah. <laughs> that face, that face that John is making right now. Maybe uh, maybe I'll get a screenshot from it or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how. We'll see how how much I put into this. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into stripe and flat? No, we hit all of the major. I mean, you 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 said it only through the elimination of violence. You know. <laughs> Fine then. Let's get into <laughs> sharp and flat, shall we? Let's do it. Sharp. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about them. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. And I realized I need to add another flat. But it's like a questioning flat. So why don't you go first with your sharps? Um, Genuinely, on a meta level, it's crazy awesome that YK Kim... And a couple of his students who he was friends with decided to get together and make this movie despite having no experience in filmmaking and no real knowledge of it. And just really kind of, I think there's a lot of like, I think you can tell in this movie that there's not a lot of cynicism behind it. They really wanted to make something good. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, yeah. You could tell a thousand percent that they are trying their hardest, and yeah. they're giving like they give great performances. Like Jim actually cried during that monologue. Yeah. No, I think given that there's so little experience, and none of them like went to film school or anything, there is like a you you see flashes of good instinct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll say flashes. Oh yeah. Um, not the whole thing, but there are flashes of strong instincts. Um, there's a lot of passion behind it. And like, honestly, that's really kind of, that's just something that fills my heart and makes me feel happy, um, to know that like these, this group of people just got together and spent a lot of money to make something that they really wanted to put out into the world. 
by eliminating violence by eliminating violence Mm -hmm. and achieving world peace achieving world peace is there any other sharps that you have it's a t- this 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 was tricky. Mine are all stupid, and I fucking love okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my first sharp is to the goon wearing a noose as a tie. Ah, oh, I loved it. Choices were made. Choices, strong choices. I agree with you. The strong choices were the best. <laughs> were <Yeah>. amazing. Um. <laughs> that's actually the next thing that i wrote down the acting choices made sharp like i i don't there's no i can't i love it um yeah i also am sharping the scene where mark john and jack plan the international tour as well as uh yk kim realizes that mark nope that he's mark uh that jack (laughs) is uh jewish (laughs) (laughs) and he even has a line being like i didn't know that (laughs) yeah it's um i thought y'all were best friends uh yeah they're definitely roommates (laughs) and some of them are probably hooking up in that house Uh, Um, all of them are definitely hooking up but not at the same time i feel like Mm, they're all keeping it a secret from each other yes what complicated webs we weave and my last sharp is for jim's dad (laughs) it's so stupid but i fucking love it yeah (laughs) um i agree with all of those i wanted to give like a very very sincere one because i don't know how to say i love every stupid choice made in this movie in a way that sounds like i'm not making fun of it Oh, I'm still making fun of it, but it's still like, <laughs> I, I praise it and I make fun of it at the same time. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. It's truly insane. It real. Uh, it sure is. Uh, there is not, there's not a single good choice made in this movie. And yet. I still fucking love made- it. Right. If they made a single good choice in the whole movie, it would suddenly not be as memorable as it is. It would not be as charming as it is. It would lose some of its magic by being just a little bit competent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If it became a little too aware of itself, I think I wouldn't like it as much. Too aware of itself or just too polished or just anything, it would suddenly be like, okay, well, they're are thousands of forgettable martial arts movies turned out at around the same time. What makes mm-hmm. this different? What makes it different is that it's completely fucking insane. And that like, he, I also read on the IMDb trivia that YK Kim was a beloved figure in Orlando that like he had Aww. free reigns to anything. Oh, that's so, like, so like he didn't, it, it seems like he didn't need permits it seems like yeah. uh, the cops, so they, the cops that are in it that have lines are real cops. Like, uh, did they actually film at UCF? Pro- yes. Yeah, because okay. that that That's professor crazy. was a real professor. I I, I think I read. Um, uh, Jim, this is his only acting credit. I wonder why. He went on to be a, a be successful 
in sales, working in business equipment, radio advertising, and merchant services. And, oh, that's cool. And Good is is the sales VP for a live streamed online broadcasting platform. And that's all I found on IMDb. I didn't. Oh, that's actually extra. really cool. Yes. Good for him. Um, I still don't know what the Miami connection is. They never say what it is. Nope. There's, they're briefly in Miami. The ninjas steal some cocaine in Miami. Dragon sound. Our actual heroes are never in Miami. Right. And then from in the song Escape from Miami, they go to Orlando. Yeah. No, I and that's think the first it, song of the movie. I think Miami Connection is one of those titles where it's just like they thought of it and they were like, that sounds cool. And then like forgot that it needs to actually represent the story that they're telling as well. Well, on that note, what are your flats? <sighs> this I thought so hard about this because I didn't want I think it was Swiss Army Man where I just said I straight up had no flats Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to do that again yeah you can you're allowed to these are all by choice I mean part of me is like flat everything everything is flat everything is a flat what no this is a beloved movie right on the other hand the fact that everything is a flat means that the whole thing is sharp (laughs) because it just it creates this chaotic magic there's some music humor in there too by the way (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean like we're like if the acting was all around good in this movie or if the script was and i don't want to say good but like passable if if the screenwriting was cohesive cohesive is the word you're looking for (laughs) like if anything about this movie was like to the level of this person could almost be a professional it wouldn't be so memorable it wouldn't be a movie that like people turn to all the time you're right it could be like oh crap there are a few movies that were made recently, like Velocipaster, which is like, they're in on the joke. So it's like, it's kills, still funny, but like, it's like, yeah. ooh. It, it loses a touch of the charm. Right. So with this one, not like taking it, like actually taking itself seriously mm-hmm. in, in the best ways. Um, right. It, it, it gives like, I agree with you. It may, it's it's so bad, but it's so good because they're so honest with everything. Right. It really is like truly so bad. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my my flats are again stupid, um, but like justifiable because yeah. like not enough music is one of my flats. Fair. Yeah. I mean, we've already said that. Yeah. We've, I've said it seven thousand times in this one episode. Um, I also didn't like the white ninja costume because it kind of seems counterproductive. Mm, yeah. Is, don't you want to be invisible? Right. I mean, like, add, like, a red trim or something to the bla- a black ninja costume, and that's how you yeah. s- you make Yoshido stand out. Because um, it's in a swamp. Make it a green ninja. Oh, And then yeah. he's like, I'm blending in with the plants. Yeah, something. You, I mean, I get it. You wanted to, you wanted to make sure we knew who the head honcho was, but like, yeah. white in a lot of Asian culture means death. By the way, like that's what uh, yeah. 
it's not worn at weddings it's yeah. worn at funerals usually <laughs> yeah um and then also i'm flooding the slow motion of of things <laughs> i didn't understand them <laughs> ahead of its time ahead of its time and then the last thing i'm fl- i this is, it's like a questionable flat. It's not like a hundred percent. I hated it, but it was just like, why for in, 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 and that's all the biker women flashing their titties. <laughs> I was just like, okay. I mean, like, I, I know that the bikers were actual yeah. bikers. They were real. They're not oh, actors. I could have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. So then all those biker women, I was just like, do you know that you're in a movie that's going to can? <laughs> they're showing off their cans that can oh um yeah no that was also interesting because i'm not trying to body shame but they're not exactly the kinds of breasts uh-huh they're they're a little over the hill of them being what hollywood would consider the ideal Granted, I know there are plenty of people who fetishize that in the first place. I know there are plenty of other people who are fine no matter what with uh, boobies, no matter what they look like. I'm just wondering, Um, did they know that they're in a movie movie and not like Girls Gone Wild or something like that? Yeah. Or like, why? Yeah, that's the big thing is why. It's been a minute since I've been to a biker bar. And by a minute, I mean, I've never been to a biker bar. (laughs) But does that happen? I mean, I don't expect you to have the answers because I don't think you've ever been to a biker bar on purpose. I I would love to say that I have, but I cannot say that. Okay, so people, you know those, you'll hear the socials in like a few (laughs) seconds. So like, write in, do women flash their titties at people at biker bars all the time? I mean, maybe they they saw their chance at glory and they were like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. Shady, would you add any of these songs to your life's playlist? Uh, friends for eternity, loyalty, honesty, stick together to fix So you want to know yeah. what's hilarious? <laughs> what's that? I bought the album on iTunes. And That's amazing. Hold on. It gets better. Um. <laughs> Dragon Sound is the only band credited. There, it, it, for every song. Well, when you buy the album, it's Miami Connection original motion picture soundtrack. Dragon Sound is like the artist. Incredible. I am not kidding. <laughs> um, there is a on the album. There's an instrumental version of Friends. And Against the Ninja. Against the Ninja. I was listening to it earlier. Again, I mean, Friends is the only one that's really catchy. Uh, um, yeah. I don't remember when I Love You happens in the movie. So, fuck No, that. I don't even. No, I don't. Um, Taekwondo I'll, Family I'll, is the ending credits song. So. I... I love that there are multiple songs about Taekwondo in this movie. Oh, against the ninja. Taekwon, Taekwon. Taekwon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that song. Incredible. I we also love crowd participation songs. You know but what? Especially if it's to get the crowd to shout Taekwondo. 
you know what i'm gonna i'm, I'm i would add all of them yeah yeah <laughs> i know i i because I, you know friends for eternities friends for eternity da, 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 ba, ba, but the melody is going to be stuck in my head forever because yeah. i watched this movie now twice uh well it's guess- also one that i can directly relate to my life because that's how I feel about you, John. Oh, you've only seen me twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, against the Ninjas is kind of fun, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, what what's Jane's real name? Uh, Kathy Collier does it. Is it has a great voice? So yeah, she's really good. And then like Escape from Miami is pretty was pretty fun, and so was taekwondo family so like yeah i'm already at majority of the album i may as well to be like i'll listen to the whole thing tough Uh, guys is the biker bar song right the one where yoshido is on the motorcycle riding down whatever highway that is because it's florida (laughs) so fuck everything yeah yes that is that is the one where they're like we're basically it's basically the bad guy's song but they're not singing it yeah it should it should have been Yoshido singing even if he was like even if he was dubbed they should have had him perform it or Jeff or the or that other band you know there's so many options random like Joe Dirt ninja guy the one with the real long hair and the like cavalry cap oh that like pops out of the sand sand mound and is like I'm gonna fight you John I'm gonna fight you John (laughs) and then John just like kicks him twice and he's yeah. down for the count. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he looks like Joe Dirt to me. So yes. that's what I call him. Yes, he does. And John looks like Keith from the Try Guys to me. Oh. I've been watching a lot it. of Try Guys. So okay. yeah. I see and it. then and then I um how did this get made? And I agree with them, called Tom Not Oats. Right? He looks like yes. Oats from Hollow Notes. Yeah. Wow, the stash and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not Oates. Daryl, Dar- no, John Oates. Daryl <laughs> Hall and John Oates. Oh, oh my Jesus God. Christ. Okay, we're do- <laughs> we're we're getting loopy. I'm calling it. We're we're done with the episode. Shady, is there anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, yeah, sure. I'd like to promote our podcast that I co-host with John, Movie Deja Vu. You can find it uh, anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Deja Vu, Instagram and Facebook at Movie Deja Vu Pod. John, do you know why the pod isn't there for the Twitter? I did it backwards. Because... Because... <laughs> <laughs> because YK Kim stabbed it in the throat. <laughs> yes. And, and just just a hose of uh red blade blood meant to be blood. Spitting out of it, yes. Um, um and then uh if you want to just find me on t- oh and also our email is movie deja vu at gmail.com. Movie deja vu pod, um, movie deja vu pod at gmail.com. Yeah movie deja vu pod at gmail.com <laughs> i don't normally do this part <laughs> and then if you want i don't remember me, why we didn't add the pod on twitter to be totally I've, fair i'm gonna be on, i don't either i don't remember but like it's a running gag that at the end of every episode i'm just like no pod why shady and then you give a random answer that yeah, has to do with I, whatever we talk about 
So that's why <laughs> I did it. Uh, and then what's your Perfect. personal Twitter? My personal Twitter is at Cookie Shady. What kind of dessert are you today, Shady? I am a key lime pie because key lime pie makes you. me think of Florida. I hate you so much. Because <laughs> of the Florida Keys? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> And if you want to reach out and, you know, talk about Miami Connection and argue whether or not it, it's musical in a way, it's, it's a musical <laughs> in a way, uh, you can it's email. It's not a soundtrack, it's a musical. <laughs> or if you have better ideas as to like make it more of a musical, you can mm. email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttersongpod, even though I don't really use the Twitter, but I still have the handle because I'm not giving it up. <laughs> and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about Purple Rain. I'm looking forward to that episode. <laughs> well, Shady, thank you so much. For letting your crazy producer on Movie Deja Vu <laughs> allow you to come on this podcast. It's me, guys. Lo- it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love guesting on this podcast. There's so much less pressure than hosting one. And less movies to watch because you only yeah. watch one. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I love this. I love talking about this movie because I love this movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And of course you're coming back. And I don't know with what, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure um, it out. And on that note, thank you everyone for listening to us talk about this insane movie. Hmm. I think you can find it on YouTube. I, I bought it on Prime because I was like, I'm going to give YK Kim money. Um, yeah, I watched it on Tubi with the commercials because I was like, they'll get money from the commercials. So, I mean, I know I normally don't really do this at the end, but it's just like, I know you listened to us talking for like the past hour, but like, you really should watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> pick, a, pick a state of mind you want to be in and just watch it. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm not <laughs> suggesting anything. Because, right. <laughs> yeah. And then just go. All right. Bye for now, everyone. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. Should I say bye? If you want to. Bye.